Good morning. I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for February 15th, 2022. Well, the war of narratives on the Ukraine situation continues to heat up. And as it escalates, truth is lost. And most people are left either in extreme anxiety or choosing to block out the question altogether, hoping that nothing bad will happen. Now, we've seen more statements in the last 24 hours implying that there's evidence that Russia is about to invade. Boris Johnson, the beleaguered prime minister of the United Kingdom, said it could happen within hours, while uh, Joe Biden and Jake Sullivan are saying within days, possibly as early as Wednesday. Now, the threats in response to this are of overwhelming sanctions to punish Russia. Now, keep in mind that there was a meeting at the White House on January 25th, where the participants decided to come up with a plan that would prevent the economic modernization of Russia, cut Russia off from new technologies, cut them off from financial markets, and bring down the Putin government. Uh, The latter part was not stated in the leak that came out, But that's obviously what the intent is, regime change in Russia. Now, what is also continuing along with these threats are uh, military maneuvers that are ongoing, shipments of weapons to Ukraine, uh, soldiers moving into Eastern Europe, some into Ukraine, uh, equipment being brought in, uh, military maneuvers in the Mediterranean and the Black Sea. Now, as this is continuing, uh, Biden, it was reported, ordered U.S. troops out of Ukraine, and all American citizens have been ordered to leave Ukraine. So is this all a bluff by the West? I mean, what's the reality here? Now, Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister on Sunday, tweeted out, quote, after the Russian troops finished the drills and returned to the barracks, the West will declare diplomatic victory by having, uh, by having um, secured Russian de-escalation. Uh, predict- this is a predictable scenario and cheap domestic political points. That's what Lavrov said. And there are reports now <clears throat> that the Russians are beginning to move some troops out. Now, Biden definitely needs political points. Uh, His ratings have continued to collapse. There's problems of inflation, the lack of energy security. Uh, The situation overall is a mess, and the trust in government has collapsed. Now, the danger still remains that a false flag action could take place in which the hardcore extreme elements of the Ukrainian right wing from the Azov Battalion and, and other similar brigades that are embedded in the security and defense forces could carry out an attack in the Donbas region, which would threaten lives of the citizens who live there, which could cause a Russian counter-reaction. That remains a real danger. And the idea that Russia would come into Donetsk and Luhansk to protect those citizens would be then taken as proof that Russia intended to invade and therefore the sanctions regime must be carried out. Now, is that what Biden wants? I mean, it's hard to know what he actually wants. We don't know, 
But that seems to be what Boris Johnson and the Warhawks in the United Kingdom want. And it also seems to be what the Warhawks in the United States want. That apparently is not what Ukraine's President Zelensky wants. Uh, Zelensky is under enormous pressure from the neo-Nazis that surround his presidency, who are essentially accusing him of selling out Ukraine to Russia. And unless Zelensky is prepared to fight a war, he faces extreme pressure from these networks, including the possibility of assassination. Now, he responded in an interesting way. He invited Biden to come to Kiev. Uh, I'm not sure that's been reported in the United States, but Zelensky has made a number of statements recently calling for calm, saying that you shouldn't hype the war threat. Uh, he also said, if you have evidence of an invasion on Wednesday, could you please share it with us? We'd like to know. Uh, now, the diplomacy continues. Uh, Olaf Scholz, the German chancellor, was in Kiev yesterday. He's in Moscow today. He's coordinating his, his moves with French President Macron. There are other calls going on. Uh, there was a Blinken-Lavrov call a couple of days ago. So this is a highly fluid and dangerous situation. And it's going to remain dangerous until we can shift the world away from the idea of a rules-based order enforced by military force into one of security guarantees which protect the security of all sovereign nations. Now, it's worth in the midst of this to keep an eye on what's happening with the economy and ask the question, what the hell is going on at the Federal Reserve? They had a meeting yesterday after which they say they're probably going to raise rates uh, by sometime in March. Uh, but there's at the same time a leaked report in Bloomberg today, Bloomberg News, that said inflation is about to slow down. Huh? How do they know that? It looks like it's continuing to, to uh, arch skyward. Uh, the volatility in the situation is increased by the war jitters and the Fed's inability to stake out a clear policy to address inflation. Now, one person who's not shy about this is James Bullard, <clears throat> the, the head of the St. Louis Federal Reserve, who said, look, something has to be done quickly. The Fed's credibility is online here. Now, there's two terms you don't hear too often together, the Federal Reserve and credibility. But what he said is that we need a rapid hike uh, front load the end of accommodation, that is, of buying assets and pumping out money. Last week, he called for the short-term borrowing rate to go up 1% by July, uh, beginning with a possible half percent rate hike in March. Now, this has been triggering panic on markets, which have been very volatile in any case. Uh, there's a report out that 46% of the NASDAQ stocks, that's the tech index, have fallen more than 50% from their 52-week highs. And there's very little confidence among investors that the Fed can affect a soft landing, mainly because the Fed's policy has been to do nothing but create bubbles. How do you uncreate a bubble other than provoking a crash? The idea of a soft landing appears to be something that they're looking for, but not capable of doing. So we're in a very volatile, dangerous situation all around. The American people can't depend on a 
a deliberative debate in the Congress because there's nothing there. The, the Warhawks have the upper hand. The peace, so-called peace faction, is making the mistake of trying to connect uh, de-escalation of war threats with the green policy. What's necessary is a rethinking of global security from the standpoint of the necessity for economic development of all nations. That's something that's unique from the LaRouche organization. And a week from this Saturday, we're going to have another one of our conferences to take up this, this question of how do, you, how do you move from a situation of pre-war, uh, pre-crash uh, uh, direction into one of durable security. The best way is to have full diplomatic discussions with other nations which have already moved away from the policies of the bubble. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important to not only de-escalate Ukraine, but to give Russia the security guarantees they're asking for so that we can then have a full discussion with Russia, China, India, and Europe as well on how to move from the bubble economies of the post-Cold War era, and actually of the post-1971 period, into a return to physical goods production with national credit institutions of sovereign nations ensuring money goes into the physical economy first, and that speculators are not bailed out and not protected. So that's my report for today. I'll see you again tomorrow.